Hello, listeners. This is once again Hunter the GM speaking to you from the future. So when I recorded this uh, solo TTRPG's 1,000 followers special for you all, uh, my allergies were really kicking in high gear kind of at the moment. So I want to let you all know and apologize for that in advance. So if you hear coughing, some sniffling, maybe some deep breathing, that's why. Allergies have just been really bad recently, and I'm sorry that it kind of affected it, but I hope you all still enjoy this special solo TTRPG. RPG. Now, listen as we take a journey through Animesis. Hello listeners, thank you again for tuning in to the Mysteries Unknown podcast, hosted by me, Hunter the GM. This is going to be a very special episode for everyone today, as if you have not been following me a couple weeks ago, I reached the goal of a thousand followers on my Instagram, and hopefully by the time this recording comes out, it will be at 1100. So to all those who have been following me since I started about a year ago, I cannot thank you enough for all your love and support. This episode for the special is going to be different because instead of playing with people, I am doing a solo TTRPG called Anamnesis, and it is written and designed by Samantha Lee, and I will make sure to post the Itch.io link in the show notes so that way if you too are interested in trying out this solo TTRPG game, you can go get it yourself. A very special shout out to the group DMs After Dark as they ran this game on their own podcast and it's what got me hooked onto it. So make sure you can follow them on Instagram and wherever the, go listen to where their podcast is. And I'll make sure those are in the show notes as well of this episode. So the majority of you will probably ask yourself right at this moment, what exactly is anamnesis? Well, in the book, it actually tells you. So it gives me two different definitions. There's one, a remembrance of the past. And two, in reference to platonism, the recollection of innate knowledge from a previous existence. And what's fun about this solo TTRPG game is that it doesn't use dice. Instead, you use tarot cards. And I'll read to you how, what this game is and how you play it. Anamnesis is a solo journaling game about self-discovery, reflection, and identity. You play as an individual who has woken up with memory loss. You do not remember who you are, where you are, or what you care about. As you draw tarot cards, you fill the blank spaces of your past and learn more about your present. To play, you need a deck of tarot cards and a way to record your thoughts, pen and paper, audio recording, etc, etc. There is also a safety concern page which I will read now for you all. While the prowess of anamnesis are not dark or frightening, its themes may lead you to journals about serious topics. If the content of your journaling ever becomes too heavy or disturbing, prioritize your mental health and step back from the game. You can always revisit the game later or make changes to the narrative. If you ever draw a card that makes you uncomfortable, or that you do not want to journal about for any reason, discard it and draw a different card. So I believe what it is with this game is, you can play it as like you're one of your characters from another game, but you can also do this as like yourself. So depending on what cards I draw, the topics I may talk about may be a little dark, depending on the subject matter of what the card's referring to. I'm usually a very open book and I have no problem discussing it, but if you do not want to hear that, Either just fast forward that part once you hear it to the next, or just, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. 
or just just keep move on to a different episode. But either way, I hope you stick around and listen to this. And now we are going to get into the game and how it is played. Separate the tarot cards into five decks, the 22 Major Arcana, the Pentacles, the Swords, the Cups, and the Wands. Shuffle each deck and set aside the four Minor Arcana decks. I have already done this before I started this. Now I draw one card from the Major Arcana deck. I already shuffled the deck. Oh, and for this tarot deck I'm using, I'm using the special My Hero Academia tarot deck, which I will also post the Etsy link for as well. i am been a fan of My Hero Academia for some time now, and so I haven't gotten a chance to use this deck for much, so I wanted to use it for this especially. Again, I will post the Etsy link for this, where you can get this deck if you're interested, in the show notes as well. So I'm going to draw, and I drew the Temperance card, I also am holding a book that is a um, the Tarot Companion, so it helps you be able to learn how to read these cards better. So when I go to Temperance, so Temperance shows you dealing with a potentially volatile situation and you need to temper your thoughts and actions to find balance and harmony. This means choosing neither one nor the other, but blending two opposing forces to create an inspired solution. This, the card asks you, also asks you not to resist, but to accept both sides of a situation and be guided by what feels most natural to you. It is time to reconcile any area of your life that is out of kilter. Be hands-on. You can analyze what you might do for eons, but what matters now is action. So this card that I drew, the Temperance card, is going to be the shadow for the game, and it represents who I was in your past. Keep your shadow face up next to you. Use this card as a guide for uncovering your past. Now there are five acts, and each act uses a different deck. At the beginning of an act, one, draw three cards from its corresponding deck. Two, place the three cards face down in front of you. Three, flip over the first card, read the prompt associated with the card. Four, make a journal entry. Remember your shadow. And then five, flip over the next card. Continue until you have made journal entries for all three cards, then move on to the next act. After you read a prompt, draw from the Major Arcana deck. Use this card to answer the questions in the prompt. For example, oh, sorry, I'm not going to go into that example. I apologize. So for this prompt, the Major Arcana Arcana you draw represents the friend you spoke with and or the topic of the conversation. At the end of each deck, each act, I apologize, shuffle the Major Arcana cards back into the deck. How you interpret the Major Arcana cards is up to you. You could use the traditional meaning of the cards as found in tarot guides, or you could find inspiration from the name or design of the card. There is no wrong way to interpret the cards. When you are ready, take a deep breath and wake up. We now go into Act 1, which requires us to use the Pentacle cards from the Tarot deck. So I'm going to lay down three of them right now. Okay. And then I'm going to flip the first one over. And the first one is the Two of Pentacles. And the prompt for that is, You look down at the clothes on your body. What are you wearing? How do you feel about the way you look? And now I draw from the Arcana deck. Hold on, let me give it another quick shuffle really quick. And we draw the death card. Interesting way to start off. And then when we look at death, if I can get there really quick. Because once again, I'm using a tarot companion guide so that way I can understand these cards a little better for this game. 
Death brings endings and beginnings, sometimes all at once. This this is a time of fast and deep transformation and an opportunity to let go of whatever you no longer need. Unlike unlike the card judgment, which signals a process of self-examination, death's impact is sudden and may be shocking. You have little control over external events when death looms, but in time you will be able to see the sharp change in circumstances as a blessing. A break with the past from relationships and friendships to work that is no longer satisfying is the only way forward. In this sense, death can be a release and a relief. Death, after all, is the ultimate reality check, and he leaves you with the bare bones, the truth. So, when I think about this and how this ties into apparently what clothes I'm wearing when I wake up, So, when I was younger, because, as I have said many times before, I was diagnosed with autism when I was four years old, one of the things that I always struggled with was clothing growing up, because there were things I liked to wear and things I didn't like to wear. So, I would say that in this case, when I wake up and I notice the clothing I am is something I've probably not usually worn before, and probably something I don't feel very comfortable in. I probably don't like the texture or the feeling of it on my body. So kind of a simple one for that. Okay, and then the next card, the King of Pentacles. And the prompt for that is, you are wearing a piece of jewelry. What does the jewelry look like? And do you remember why you are wearing it? And the arcana for that one is, the Fool. Okay, and the Fool is on here. The upright fool signifies calculated risk. It's never too late to begin anew and follow your heart's desire. The journey ahead is not without danger, but it is time to take a leap of faith. This card augurs well for those embarking on new enterprises and educational courses, provided sensible planning is in place. This is a time for optimism and a fresh perspective. So, I would say this kind of, hmm. I would say that the jewelry I'm wearing is probably, with this, my old high school class ring that I still have to this day. Because when I bought it, I used to wear it all the time, and then people get on to me for wearing it. I'm like, what's the point of buying a ring if you're not going to wear it? That was always my thing. And so, I would say that in my high school ring it's just a silver ring with the bulldog my school's mascot and the academic shield on it and it's a dark ruby red stone on it and yeah i i would think i would remember why i'm wearing it because yeah i went to high school probably at one point and so that would explain why i have this high school ring and now for the third and final card for this first act the Queen of Pentacles. You feel pain. Where is the pain coming from and what is it caused by? And the arcana that will answer this question is the Wheel of Fortune. And that one. Oh, I was just there. <laughs> when the wheel is upright, anything is possible. And usually positive Chance meetings, unexpected officers And and news arrive in force If life has been difficult recently The wheel shows a turn for the better Under this influence, your intuitive powers heighten And you may find yourself tuning in to people from the past Who magically reappear 
This is also an auspicious card from for communication with family and friends who live some distance away. Additionally, the wheel the wheel reveals psychic ability either within you or someone close, and a chance to discover all your hidden aspects, both light and dark. You can use the wheel's positive message wisely now to listen to your intuition and also to manifest your wishes. As your energy aligns with your guides, angels, and other spirit helpers who help you on your path, your quest for knowledge is heightened now, and while you cannot control the forces of the universe, you can certainly come to a better understanding of your role within the universe. Hmm. So I would say this pain is not an outward one, but an inner one with this. And I would probably say it's like a pain of the heart or of the soul. And I would say it feels like a part like I've lost something. But at this point, I probably would not remember what that loss is that I'm feeling that's causing this pain. And with that, that ends the first act of this game. We now move on to act two which deals with the swords. After getting your bearings, you walk around town. You know this town, you know it well, but you cannot remember it. Draw three cards from the deck of swords. And the first card we have is the Queen of Swords. And the prompt for that is, you pause at the building and realize you used to work here. What was your job and do you still work here? And the arcana card we're gonna get for that is the Lovers. And let me see what that one does. The lovers show relationships and a decision. The card can predict meeting a new partner or a career opportunity. And your choice now will have a significant effect on your future. In the upright position, the person coming into your orbit now has a positive influence and offers true love, provided you follow the guidance of your heart rather than your head. If you are willing to take a risk rather than stay with a safe choice, you may soon discover your own Garden of Eden, which is fertile and rich with possibility. So I'll say that how this card answers is kind of actually opposite of what I just read. So I used to work at a grocery store chain years ago. And the reason I was able to start working at this grocery store chain for as long as I did was because my ex-fiance used to work there. And we were, and I was there for five years. I was with her for four. And it was like, it was one of those things where it was like good the first half, not really the second. And so... I would say this ties into that where an old job I had that I no longer work at reminds me of the ex that I used to care so much about in my life. We'll go ahead with that and move on to the next prompt, the King of Swords. Someone asked for directions and you're able to correctly point the way. Where was this person trying to go? Why do you know the route so well? Oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. That was a prompt for night. The one for king is actually, you see a child swinging from their parents' arms. How does this sight make you feel? And the arcana for that is the Hierophant. And the Hierophant reads, In the upright position, the Hierophant shows support, self-realization, and expansion. This is a time to develop emotionally and spiritually, to commit to relationships, to think and philosophize, and to become more spiritually aware. In this way, the Hierophant offers an opportunity to integrate mind and spirit and ascend to a higher plane of awareness. Day to day, this means nurturing your talents through learning and heeding good advice. So when I think about this one, the Hierophant with the prompt for the King of Swords, 
I would say this makes me feel motivated. As, again, most people already know, I am a father to a son. And when right before I even had him, I was going through some dark times in my life. And when my son was born, it kind of flipped a switch in me that made me kind of get my life back on track to an extent. So I would say I feel motivated when I'm, look, when I'm looking at this prompt. And the final one for this act two, the Page of Swords. As you walk through a park, you realize you've been here before. What happened here? And the Arcana prompt for that is, once again, the Fool. And I'm, I'm going to just look back at it for my own information. I'm not going to reread it all again. Let me... I'm going to say that this was a park where I maybe took a risk or I tried to attempt something. And I could have failed. I could have succeeded. The memory probably escapes me right now. But that's what I would say combined the fool with the scene of the park... I would say I probably attempted to do something that was probably dumb and dangerous, but I either succeeded or failed, which I cannot remember at this time. And that brings us at the end of Act 2. We now move on to Act 3, which uses the Cups cards. You managed to find your home. The facade is unfamiliar. You fish the key out of your pocket and open the door. Draw three cards from the Deck of Cups. The first card... Knight of Cups. You find a box that seemed intentionally hidden. Where did you find it? What did you store here? The major arcana card for that is the Wheel of Fortune once again. So, again, so I've already read it. I'm not going to read it again, but I'm going to look it up for my own remembrance. I'm going to say that this box probably contains probably one of the first TTRPG items I ever got because when I'm reading the prompts for the Wheel of Fortune and so another thing we're supposed to be doing as well is we're supposed to be kind of tying the shadow card to it so and again I got temperance which is more like of trying to balance and harmonize the two sides of man in a sense so when I think about what's in this box it's probably the first TTRPG thing I ever got. Which was probably like a little dice accessory, if I recall correctly. And I probably found it. It's probably just waiting on the front porch for me. It wasn't like you could have easily have not noticed it, but then I looked down and there it was. Just right there waiting for me. Moving on to the second card. The Ace of Cups. You stroll around your home, a place you do not remember. What emotions bubble to the surface? The major arcana card we're going to get for that? The Devil. And let's see what this card says. We have not read this one yet. You may be enslaved to an ideal or relationship that demands too much. What started positively has reversed, and now you are seeing a situation for what it is. It is a destructive situation, and you may be feeling controlled and under a bad influence. This is a card of greed, temptation, and materialism. Yet to change the situation, you will need to think laterally and use a little cunning. It's never worth confronting the problem, as the negativity is endemic. Hence, the devil card often appears to describe situations that are not worth fixing to try or heal. 
The message is to simply walk away, to escape in the best way you can, regardless of temptation or staying. Oh, this one hits quite close to home in both the little and the figurative sense. As I would say, the reason that this card makes me feel like the emotion that's bubbling to the surface is probably one of pain, maybe some anger, a little bit of fear. Just because, really, to me, it's like, I grew up in a good home, but I never knew... Like, I never felt like I could be me. So, it was always having to please others. And, okay, moving on from that. The final card for this, the Seven of Cups. The walls are adorned. What is hanging from the walls of your home? And the Marcana card for that, the Star. And let me, haven't read that one yet either. That's also a new one for me. The star offers hope and guidance, so if things have felt difficult recently, have faith that your luck is about to change for the better. The star is a powerful symbol of hope, and you can begin to appreciate everything life has to offer, including better physical and spiritual well-being. The star supports beauty and creativity flows like the star mains water. In your projects and relationships, you can be fully expressed, sharing your love, gifts, and talents. The star allows you to shine and show your star quality, so your efforts are appreciated. You may also feel more intuitive and insightful under the star's influence and have more trusted messages from your angels and guides. <laughs> so this is a funny memory that I think about. The walls are adorned with different ornate crosses. My mom used to collect them so much back when I was younger, and she had a little spot in the living room on the wall where she would just hang them. And they were kind of covering to look at all the different designs and stuff. So when I think of this this card and how it ties into everything, I would say that's what's being adorned on the wall. Just a bunch of different crosses. And that brings us to the end of Act 3. We now move on to Act 4, which uses the Wants cards. You have learned much about yourself. Take some time to reflect. Draw three cards from the deck of Wands. And the first card we draw... The Six of Wands. Needing a distraction, you seek out some art. What type of art? Why are you drawn to it? And the Major Arcana we will draw for that. The Emperor. Alright. Getting somewhere maybe a little bit with this. In a reading, the Emperor can denote a powerful man. It's traditional male aspects of rulership and ambition. As a consort of the Empress, he signifies the husband and other intimate partner who is constant and trustworthy. He is in control of his emotions and comfortable with who he is. Less appealing, perhaps, is his need for conformity. Although he may have ambition, tradition is essential to his happiness. It also says, as a general influence of, or symbol of the self, he brings balance, security, and conventional values. He reveals mastery of life and control over territory, and predicts that problems can be overcome with careful planning and single-mindedness. He shows a return to order, so his arrival in your reading is a welcome sign of improvement in your circumstances. You may also be offered protection for some, from someone you trust. You can also trust yourself to make the right decisions. I would say with this... The artwork would be probably of, like, someone that I would look up to to be, like, a good, strong, like, male figure 
who that person is, I can't really say for sure. But I just imagine this is someone that I look up to, and it's like, this is kind of what a man looks like, feels like. He stands for the right ideals and all that. And he doesn't conform or bend or break to what the world says. The second card we have, the King of Wands. A memory comes back that you would rather forget. Which memory is this? Why does it bother you? The card we draw for that is Strength. And it says, Strength shows that you turn to your higher self for self-guidance. She also demonstrates strength of character when dealing with pressure. Courage, determination, and patience are needed now, as it is time to get a situation or individual under control. You will need to act with grace and sensitivity. However, rather than using brute force, this is a good card for leadership, as it signifies you are ready to take on a challenge and stand firm. Others may resist, but be consistent in your actions and results will come. In creative projects, strength shows you taking a raw idea and developing it. You refine it without sacrificing its spirit or depleting your energy. This concept may take physical form as a document, piece of artwork, or prototype. So I would say with this, the memory that comes to mind wasn't a time that I had strength, but when I had the lack of strength. From... There was so many about... I want to say five or six years ago now. I was at one of the darkest points of my life. Um, when, like I mentioned, my ex... I, I mentioned ex-fiance for a reason. We broke up at one point and I just fell into a deep, deep, dark depression where things happened that I'm not going to go into full detail on because, like I said, there are times that I would much rather forget. To basically, it would have been like, if certain decisions hadn't been made to get me out of that, I would not be here today. So it's more of a memory that comes from not having strength, but the lack of it. The final card for this, the Seven of Wands. You destroy one of your belongings. What do you destroy and why? Whew. Getting in with the deep stuff on this act today. And the Arcana card we draw for that, the Empress. The gifts of the Empress are abundance and material comfort, sensuality and security, and emotional support. This is an auspicious card for children and families showing harmony at home. If you are hoping to begin a family, the Empress symbolizes fertility and femininity. Your creative projects thrive and you prosper financially now, too. The Empress is resourceful, so when she appears in your reading, you can feel assured that your needs will be met. This card, therefore, shows the influence of a nurturing mother figure who supports you. As the you-your-situation card in the reading, it reveals you are a good mother to others and to yourself. I would say the belonging that I destroyed when I tied it into my temperance card that is supposed to be the shadow for this. I destroy an old picture of me and my ex-fiance. Because it got to, it's basically to the point where it's like, I, I wasn't able to be good to myself because I was still stuck on her for the longest time. And so now, this, this, probably going back to the loss I was feeling at the beginning of the first act, it's the loss of myself almost, as this person took a bit of myself with her. 
And so I look at this picture. I remember that pain. It comes back. And I just demolish the frame and tear up the picture. And that brings us to the end of Act 4. We continue on to Act 5, the final act. Your past may shape your experiences, your thoughts, your desires, but it does not define you. You are in control of your own path. The road ahead may be built from the, from, <clears throat> from the stones that you've gathered, but these fragments of your past do not dictate where it leads. It is time to move forward. Return your shadow to the Major Arcana deck. Choose one of the Major Arcana to represent your present self. Do not draw from the deck. Choose freely among the cards. You are in charge of your own identity. Who are you? What do you do next? I went ahead and just pulled this out really quick. Um, it's one that kind of speaks to me here and there sometimes, but I picked the Wheel of Fortune. And as I read earlier, when I think we did review this once or twice for a couple of the prompts, the Wheel of Fortune is ever moving, never stopping. It signifies change and signifies passage of time. And as time moves, as the wheel turns, I discover more about myself with each passing day. And so I just keep moving forward. I keep doing what I'm doing. And the wheel keeps turning. Like what Journey said, the wheel in the sky just keeps on turning. And that, my listeners, was Anamnesis, a solo TTRPG of self-discovery and exploration. Whew, that was um, quite the experience. Wasn't expecting to dive deep that much into it, but it's always fun what you can discover about yourself with any game that you play. But now we're going to kind of go on to something more lighthearted. Um, I had I posted up a couple times on my Instagram. If anyone wanted to ask some questions, I would answer them on the special as well. I only got four questions, and three of them are the same person looking at you, talking to you, Jess. <laughs> but no, I'm glad that people still answer these questions. And I just want to take the time to answer these questions really quick. And we'll start with the person who only asked one, which is my buddy, Carmen, an artist that I met on the Samus Discord and did a lot of the character artwork for me and some of my shows. So you'll see it on my Instagram, and I'll make sure to post his Instagram in the show notes as well. And make sure you hit him up for some artwork. He does it for good and on the low, so it's not bad at all. And he, they asked me, what was my first TTRPG? And I think that one kind of speaks for itself. City of Mist was my first ever uh, tabletop role-playing game that I got into. Um, it was, I've said this so many times, and then once again, it was the time of COVID. Um, basically, I was attending tech school at the time, and I started listening to this podcast called Rolling in the Mist. And that got me hooked on the game, looked into it, read the rules, and now here I am running games and having my own podcast. So that one kind of answers that one. And now the next three are all questions from Jess, from who is Leona from the 20 Sides Podcast Show. I'll put their Instagram in the show notes as well. And you can listen to 20 Sides Podcast on any of the available podcast platforms. It's a really great show. It's fun and fast-paced. And her one of so question number one from her is my what is my favorite city amidst one shot? Oh, I feel 
I hope the other guys don't come at me when I answer this question because every one that I have done so far has been really good. Uh, my first one was the Halloween one shot with the Elder Spuds. I did a Thanksgiving one with Dead by a Thousand Crits. I did a Christmas one with a couple guys. One was Swords and Sky Mommies, which was also really fun. They're a great podcast. And then I got one coming up. It should be already released by the time this is out. The kind of late St. Patrick's Day one with the Fireside Dice crew. But I would have to say, out of all those, as much as I love each and every one that I've done, uh, the Thanks Grieving A Meaty Mystery with Death by a Thousand Crits was definitely one of the best that I had definitely run. It was all chaos, all fun, high anxiety, high mystery. And we all just had a great time playing that one. And then the next question that she asked was, what do I love most about City of Mist? I think the thing that attracted me most when I started looking into, <clears throat> excuse me, City of Mist was the freedom that you can have as both kind of the players and the master ceremonies, which is what GMs are called in Miss City of Mist are referred to as MCs. The freedom that you have to create and build stories and what happens in the story that you're doing it was definitely more of a narrative free-flowing concept since the game engine since this is a game engine that uses power by the apocalypse so it's not i don't want to say it's rules light but in a sense it kind of is because it's not following the mechanics like how D is with all your different spells and <clears throat> attacks it's a very simple just apply the power tags and go kind of deal. So that's definitely what got me onto City of Mist. And her last question she asked is, what am I looking forward to most when I start playing D&D? So this is a very fun question to ask because unless, unless you haven't been following me, I am currently working on starting a side podcast called I Don't Know How to DM in which I will run Dungeons and & Dragons and Pathfinder games on there as a first-time person who has never played or ran Dungeons & Dragons or Pathfinders before. And I will probably have players both old and new to the games on there as well. But I'm also, and I've mentioned this a couple times, uh, I mentioned it, I believe, last on the Swords, of Sky, Swords and Sky Mommies one shot I did. I will be taking a part in their uh, D&D campaign when they come back after their vampire one they're about to start doing here soon. I will be playing as a tiefling sorcerer named Rory King, a red tiefling with fire power, with fire spells, basically for, the, basically for the most part. Sorry, I'm losing my words here. So I'm definitely looking forward to the high fun, all the action, the adventure, and definitely the chaos that I will probably get to be causing. And as for being, that, as that's, that's thinking of it as a player, as a DM, I'm looking forward to just telling great stories as I'm running all the different modules that D&D and Pathfinder has to offer for people. And so, yeah, this has been the 1,000 followers follower special. Uh, thank you all for listening. And once again, thank you all to everyone who's been following me and supporting me since I started this almost a year ago. I'll try to ramble off a few here just to kind of get to, just to kind of shout out. So Eldritch Buds, Death by a Thousand Crits, 20 Sides, Swords and Sky Mommies, DMs After Dark, Fireside Dice, Familiar Found Familiar The Found Familiars, sorry. Uh, Blood on the Dice. Uh, what trying to Oh, High Anxiety, Low Intelligence. Sorry, I forgot their name for a second. Uh, let me think. Who else is there? 
there's so many that I follow. It's not. There's so many that I listen to. It's just great. Um, Vibe Tribe Productions, all of them, they're great. And oh yeah, the Rolling in the Mist crew, especially as they were the biggest inspiration for why I was on here. Uh, Chromatic Roses, Dungeons Dragons and Psychology, uh, Fairy Fire, Foes and Fables, Crit and Miss. Hmm. Oh man, there's so many on here. It's hard to remember every single um. Ah, uh, I know I'm missing a few, so I apologize to anyone who I'm forgetting. But just know that I love you all and I appreciate you all for your support. And I look forward to what we bring next to this the rest of this year. So once again, I am Hunter the GM, and you were listening to the 1,000 Follower Special, the 1,000 Follower Special of the Mysteries Unknown Podcast. Y'all have a good day now.